Hello, Carolina. Yes, this is her. Hey, you can hear me. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. This is Zach Moonshine. You're live right now on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation Radio. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you are welcome. We just got done blasting a couple of your new tracks, and I gotta say, man, that shit is fucking insane. Like, what the fuck? Oh, thank you. <laughs> can, can you give us a, a, a brief history a breakdown of, like, uh, so... How did y'all start, and uh, how did this band come together? Are you there? Yeah. I got... Yeah, so this goes back... I'm um, sorry, hold hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, um, so this goes back to 2015. Um, I used to live in New York City. Now I live in Ohio, <laughs> close to Cleveland. And uh, so when I lived in New York, I played in a band... Um, you know, and there's a venue called Sambitis, and uh, every time I played there, I was always, you know, really happy to see other female musicians in other bands. So I got to uh, meet a couple of other musicians. Uh, our ex-vocalist was one of them, and uh, our current bass player, um, we were the founders of the band. We got together and we decided we wanted to play, you know, extreme death metal, but, you know, all female. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it gets it gets tiring when you're the only girl in the band and guys are being guys. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it started, you know, it started kind of like as a project. And then, uh, you know, we, we started looking for a guitar player and uh, we found Priscilla, but she was visiting over from Norway. Um and uh, we got to jam and all that, but then she went back, and it was really difficult to continue the project with her because she was so far and the time difference and all that. So we did the demo, the EP with her, but then we had to part ways because you know it just it was very difficult to work like that. And then uh, we uh, we worked on the full length album for a long time. We had a, a lot of major setbacks, but here we are. Seven, eight years later, <laughs> um, that's the result of a lot of work and a lot of endurance. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, so the original members that are still in the band are Robin and myself. Robin Mason, she's also in Derkada and Grusom. Uh, she's a major celebrity in the, in the metal community. I know a lot of people know Robin and then uh, myself. And uh, we have Clarissa as the vocalist now, who is amazing. She's she's super killer. And uh, Kim Orellana, she lives in California. Um, we came across her uh, on Facebook, and we really liked what we saw, and we contacted her, and she was... Uh... Hello? Hey, we lost you there. Hey, I know. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 we got <laughs> where, you. Uh, where was, where did you left off? Uh, you were, uh... Hello? Yeah, I can, can you our, hear me? Our guitar player? Yes, it, it's a, for some reason it's, it's cutting off a little bit. Must be the connection or something, I don't know, but, uh, yeah. yeah. I have full, full signal, but yeah, anyways, uh, we found Kim on, uh, online, and then she was willing, willing and able to, you know, be, be a part of the band, so then, you know, we just continued on working on the full-length album and 
And here we are. It comes out on July 29th through Dark December Records. So I got to ask, how did you guys come up with the name of the band Castrator? Oh, well, that's me. <laughs> I came up with the name. Um, so we were... We were we had a like a Facebook group, a private group, and uh, we started doing like a you know just like throwing names out like what would be a cool name for an old girl death metal band, and we you know we threw a bunch of names and then I came up with that name and it was like an immediate yes. It was like so funny, you know, it's so so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't anything like, you know, like we're against men. It's just like, it's like funny, you know? Yeah, it, it kind of cracked me up. Whenever I saw the email from uh, Clawhammer, I was already uh, thinking about it. You know, when I when I read the email and I saw the name, I started laughing. I said, oh, this is fucking awesome. Like, I got to check this out. Oh, what the hell is this going to be? And Right away, when I was thinking that, he was already emailing me and asking me if I'd be interested in interviewing. And I was like, hell yeah. I was I was already going to... Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was cool. Thank you for giving us the time and and uh, the, uh, air, the, the, the airspace or airplay, however you call it. Yeah, of course. So so tell us uh tell us about your your background like how did you get into playing drums and what were some of your influences when you were growing up? Um uh, I started playing drums when I was like 13. I started playing with my brother and um when back when we started we started playing punk, you know, with like because it's easy and it's angry and when you're a teenager that's all you want to do, you just want to bang on something. But then you know, the more you play, the better you want to get and then uh I bought a we I uh, for my fifteenth birthday I asked for a drum set and then you know it all evolved into a metal somehow and then you know we started listening to to metal I remember listening to Metallica and uh, I mean I mean I'm not that my like I started kind of going backwards from like the nineties into the eighties like. First thing I heard was like late, like late Metallica, and then I started going backwards. Same with Death. Like, I, like first thing I heard from Death was um, uh, Sound of Perseverance, and then I started going back into like their earliest albums, and Leprosy, and uh, and uh, uh, I can't remember. Sorry, um, the the individual thought patterns and yeah, um, yeah, all those albums and. Uh, uh, just the complexity of it. I just wanted to play more and more. I remember listening to like, I was in high school and I listened to Dima Burger and I was like, that can't be real. You know, like how uh, Nick Barker played uh, so com like just so fast and blast beats and dope. It's like that can't be real. And then next thing you know, I'm watching a video and I was like, yeah, I want to play like that. You know, so just kept pushing myself into being more and more extreme. And uh, here I am. You know, just like keep pushing myself to trying to be faster and more technical and my I mean I guess right now my main influences are very diverse because I listen to everything now like I love Stuart Copeland I recently did a police cover of Murder by Numbers but I also like you know I love more complex things like I would love to do like a Deeds of Flesh cover and um, you know just Keep it keep it wide open, not not in a little box, but more more broad. I love pestilence. I love morbid angel. I, I love um, 
Emulation, Demolage, just there's so many good bands out there. That's cool. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, when you mention uh, going backwards, it reminds me of uh, when I was a kid and I was getting into a lot of bands. I remember uh, I-, I was watching Headbangers Ball and stuff, and I, w- I was seeing bands like Overkill and Sepultura and stuff, and I was getting mm-hmm. into them, and I had this this friend that was down the road. He was older than me, and I'd go over there, yep. and I- I'd tell him about it. You know, I'm like, yeah, man. Have you heard of this? And of course, he was always like, "Yeah, of course, I got all this stuff." But he he would always tell me he would be like, "You know, you should always go and buy their first album." Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Why is that?" Yeah. And he was like, "Because then you'll see, like, you'll you'll get a real feel for the band and how they transitioned through time." It, yeah, especially like a band like Death, like they evolved into something completely different. Like they started super raw and heavy mm-hmm. and. At the end, they were super technical. Same with Sepultura. Sepultura in the beginning was super heavy and and angry, and at the end, they were more technical, which, you know, I love Sepultura. It's a huge influence for me. I just saw them live uh, at MDF. They played the Beneath the Rise. Oh, my God. That was insane. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Yeah, I I had Max Cavalier on the show uh, a few weeks ago, and he man, what a cool guy! Yeah, he's he's definitely an example of a human being. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you guys could play with anybody at a show or a festival or something like that, who who would it be? What would be like your dream lineup? <laughs> Okay, so I always joked about this just because of the names of the band. Um, I think Dying Fetus, Aborted, and Castrator would be a killer lineup. <laughs> 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 right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, uh, the names alone would be amazing. Um, but, I mean, like, we would love to play with Cannibal Corpse because they're a huge influence for all of us. I mean suffocation the aside i mean like for me the aside is the dream band like i would love to tour with those guys hell yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah that would be awesome so uh so so tell us about some of these songs like what are what are some of the lyrics and stuff like that about can you tell us about that sure um so okay um let me, I guess, start with the uh, order of the songs. Um, so the first track of the album is Dalla of Tessatai. Um, that song is um, inspired by Malala, uh, who is a young activist that was shot. She was shot in the head for, for speaking speaking out for, for education for girls because the Taliban was uh, oppressing and they wanted, you know, they wanted girls to stay home and not have any education. So anyway, she got shot. So, you know, I wanted to write a song that was kind of like a tribute to her because this is a strong message. And it's important. It's important for me in music to have uh, to have a, a message, you know, yeah. whatever it is. I mean, I know we play death metal. Some of the songs are more generic or general about like lyric wise you know like death metal like serial killer um all that but yeah Malala's special I wrote the lyrics for that song it's very uh close to my heart um 
song too, Tormented by Atrocities, is uh, also, um, I wrote the lyrics for that song. That song is about a person that cannot control, like, killing impulses and needs, and it's always tormented by that need, the need to kill, the need to always torment, you know? Because, you know, in death metal, you have to have that kind of darkness, and that's what, that's what, death metal for you know before my existence is uh those lyrics were written by robin and myself and that's more of a dark kind of abstract um concept more like um i don't even i don't even know it's like a, a mental thing i mean you'll have to read the lyrics to interpret them your way they're pretty abstract Inquisition Sin, Song 4, is a song, um, I wrote the lyrics for that song. That song is about uh, the witches that were killed by the church. Um, we we're going to have a playthrough video for that song soon. Uh, the, the solo in that song is a guest uh, appearance by Kenny, uh, Kenny from Obituary, the guitar player. Nice. Yeah. Um, Voices of Everato. Song five. That's a strong song. That song is about um, uh, back in the 1700s, 1600s, back in the dark ages. Um, little kids used to be castrated, castrated to uh, have that pure voice forever. So they kept the like little kid voice for the rest of their adult life. And yeah, it was like mutilation of kids just so they would have a pure voice forever so they could sing in the churches, so they could sing in the choirs. That song was written by Robin and myself, and it's also um, very close to my heart. It's a very, very good song. That song has a, a lead by Moises Koesny of Christian, and his solo is so awesome. It's so dark. It's, it's awesome. Um Forsaken and Deprived, song six is a song about Jane Doe's, all the Jane Doe's in the world, uh, cases that are never solved. Um, I wrote the lyrics for that song. Um, it's, um, you know, I love to watch crime documentaries and just it's just amazing to me how many crimes, how many women are killed daily and they're never solved, you know? Mm -hmm. It's very sad. Um, Sinister Mind. Sinister Mind is actually the very first song we ever wrote, but we never recorded. Um, and it's kind of like Tormented by Atrocities. It's also, um, I mean, the, the title pretty much explains what um, what the song is about. It's just a mind that's very sinister and it needs to um, cause pain and misery and carnage and all that. Perch the Rotten Ones, song eight, is the song about Eileen Wurnos, the female serial killer from Florida. I don't know. I'm pretty pretty sure most of you are familiar with her. Yeah. Yeah. That's the song about her. Um, nine, Tyrant Verdict was our first video that we released. Um, I wrote those lyrics. Very inspired by a person that did me wrong and backstabbed me, gaslighted me, and... Uh, you know, I'm sure everyone has someone like that in their life that, you know, you think it's a friend or someone really close to you, and then next thing you know, they're backstabbing you. And then 
the last song of the album is a cover, a tribute uh, to the mighty Venom, Countess Bathory. <laughs> uh, we love playing that song. That song is so much fun. And I know it's about, uh, you know, killing women, but it's a woman killing women. So, you know, there's there's that too, you know. It's just not all, it's not all against men. <laughs> Um, and that's it. That pretty much wraps it up. I mean, I know that's quick, but that's a quick synopsis of what the lyrics are about. You know what? I got to um, say... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I forgot to say um, the album was produced and uh, part written, uh, or we got a lot of help from Dan Gonzalez from Possessed and Gruesome. He's currently also touring with Cavalera. He's an yeah. amazing guitar player. He's also very talented. Um, he helped produce the whole thing, and it was mixed and mastered by Jared Pritchard, who is a genius behind the board. Hell yeah. Well, I, I gotta say, you know what? I already liked you guys just based on the name and the sound of the music, but now, after you just told me all that stuff, I fucking... Uh, I gotta... I got to get this album. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we, uh, we love metal. We love death metal. I mean, like, we we don't want to, we don't ever want to create more division or, you know, a lot of people, like, we've gotten a lot of hate because people think we're, you know, we're against men or all that. At the end of the day, I mean, like, people are going to think whatever they want. We're in because we love death metal and it should be, equal for everybody you know for sure for sure and uh you know what i talked to one of the guys in dia's side i'm gonna tell them about you guys and, and tell them they need to take you guys on the road <laughs> yeah please do <laughs> fucking i love it <laughs> i don't know if they'll listen to me but i'll try okay uh, fair enough <laughs> so so uh so tell me about the the album art i really like the uh the artwork can you tell us about that is oh there a story behind that the artwork couldn't have we couldn't have gotten a better artist um the artist is john sig he's based in texas he's also a tattoo artist but he's a old school masterful he gets what you want and more um he has a very dark vision um, we gave him the concept and then he blew us away. You know, he's just amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, he also did our logo because, um, when we parted ways with our old vocalists, uh, we had to change our logo because there was some dispute over that. So he did the new one and we love it even more than the old one. Um, oh yeah. And yeah. And, uh, the, the artwork was he, you know, we wanted like a, you know, very dark, kind of like not a feminine but not a masculine figure, like demon deity kind of thing going on. And then he did the the freaking like graveyard of emasculators, and he did <laughs> that like alien background. We're like, oh my god, he's just insane. He's he's one of a kind. I highly recommend him. Awesome. So, uh, yeah. so, so you you guys have a new video coming out. Is there anything else uh, coming up that you want to let people know about? Yeah. So, um, 
the album comes out on July 29th, and uh, Dark Descent Records is uh, an amazing label. It's, you know, they have a lot of promotion going on and all that. But um, I'm editing the videos myself, and um, so we're doing four videos before the album comes out. So we already did Tyrant's Verdict, um, which was the first video, and then we just released the, the lyric video for Jawa, which is Sapsai. Um, and then the next video is going to be the vi- the playthrough for Inquisition Sins uh, that should come out within the next two or three weeks. And then the last video uh, is going to be released on the release date, July 29th, and that's going to be the second song, Fermented by Atrocities. And that's uh, that's going to be just, that's the second song, I, I just said that, uh, of the album. Um, this is going to be the like the main video. Hopefully, we get a good response. I mean, well, so far we've gotten a great response, and um, yeah, hopefully we get uh, some some tours happening, some shows happening. We really want to be on the road, and we really want to put put uh, the album out there and make it happen. We're all eager to to leave death metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'm about out of questions for you. Is there anything else you want to let the people know? Um. Well, I want to say thank you for everyone that tuned in and is listening. I want to be, give a big shout out to my bandmates Clarissa, uh, Kim, and Robin. Uh, they're amazing, and you know, my sisters in metal. I also want to give a big shout out to. Uh, Madeline, she is helping us with our with our uh, fourth video. She's doing all the like special effects and all that, which which I'm very excited about. Um, and yeah, no, I just I, I, I'm grateful and thankful that that you had us in your show. Anytime, anytime. Well, well bef- Thank you. before I let you go, can I get you to make us a station tag real quick? How do you want me to do that? Uh, whenever you're ready, say something like, this is Castrator, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Awesome. Okay. This is Carolina from Castrator, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. <laughs> awesome. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank-, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. And uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to blast some more castrator for these motherfuckers so they can go crazy, all right? Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you later, and hopefully we'll see you on the road. See you on the road. All right. Cheers. (laughs) Bye. There, there you have it, folks. Castrator live on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation fucking radio. Like I told you earlier, put your speakers in your fucking windows. Put them in your front lawns. Put them in your neighbor's driveway. If you're living in the basement, duct tape your speakers to the ceiling. If you're in the attic, put your speakers in the floor. If you're in the fucking back of a taxi cab or an Uber car or a fucking city bus and you're listening to this fucking show on your fucking cell phone you were badass but pull your earbuds out and crank your fucking phone up all the fucking way man if you don't fucking see u-haul trucks everywhere tomorrow i don't know what the fuck you're doing but i mean seriously man it is really easy to just reach out like i'm doing right now grab the volume knob and crank it all the fucking way to the right this is castrator doing a cover of Venom's Count uh, Countess Bathory. Crank it the fuck up. Loud as a fuck.